Welcome to Raspberry Tea Pod Chat. I'm Claire. I'm Claire. And I'm Jo. <laughs> CCJ. Go. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. So we're running in a, um, I can't speak, we're running a competition through October for three lucky people to join us on three different projects. So the information on that is going to be given to you by the very curly today, Joe, <laughs> at the end of this chat. This is a slightly different one for us. And you'll see why it's come about and you'll see why we want to raise it. So in the world at the moment, there are the most bizarre weather fronts. We have heat bubbles, we have wildfires, we have floods, we have mudslides, we have volcanoes erupting as of last night. And it's all been put down to climate change. What you know about climate change and how much you educate yourself Obviously, anybody can educate themselves on it, but we think there's a sort of generational gap with this. So that's where we are coming from. Things are changing in this world, whether we like them or not. How much do we really know and understand? Da, da, da. <laughs> you don't actually know how much you know, do you, until somebody that knows more challenges you? Yeah. So yeah. we all have we all have opinions on everything, like climate. Obviously, climate change. We know that we're trying to reduce gases that we produce, trying to create green energy using wind and waves instead of burning fossil fuels and all that. Training stuff. cows to use toilets. <laughs> oh, have you seen that? You flipping no. what? <laughs> trying to breed cows that fart less and use toilets. No, I'm sorry. I haven't How is that, that possible? Because surely, surely the amount of gas that you produce as a living, breathing being depends on what uh, you put in your mouth. I didn't actually read the article. It was just a headline I saw that I just thought was there we, amazing. There we go. Again, back on another podcast, we yeah. mentioned headlines. But yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you don't know what how much you know, what you know or don't know until you either learn or somebody says something and you learn something different. However, well, I can I tell you now, I'm totally, totally ignorant on this front. Totally I, ignorant. I do believe that the teens of today and the teens of the future know a lot more than we know. Yeah. They are being brought up on this information through ch their channels. They, you know, they are championing climate change and us in our 40s, 50s and upwards have to go out and learn this stuff because we don't know we don't understand it you know i was watching a program an american tv program um queer eye if any of you have watched it i love oh, you love program. that don't you yeah. oh i love queer eye they were helping a girl who has finished high school and gone to work for a climate change organization and they rode bicycles to go to see her and she said it doesn't matter drive your car because there are a handful of multinational global whatever it was organizations that create like 78 percent of all the gases and i can't remember exactly how she phrased it 
it was like driving cars is not that harmful to the environment against the big, big corporations. So that's really, really interesting because when we went down to London, you know, mum has essential tremor. Mm. Well, we had to go down to the Houses of Parliament um, year before last. And as we were there, the climate change, um, what are they called? Protesters. Protesters, that's the word. Um, they were there out in full force and standing right outside the Houses of Parliament when we went in, obviously. And we, we overheard a conversation with the policeman. It was actually quite amusing. I think I'm allowed to say. Um, say and we it. were asking them where they'd come from and they'd come down from Scotland. I'm like, well, how did you get here? <gasps> By plane. <laughs> it was like, okay, well, maybe they understood and maybe that conversation wasn't quite so funny then because unless the airlines are those global multinational businesses no, that were. are causing that, which I don't, yeah, they I didn't think it would be, yeah. then actually them either driving down or coming down by plane wasn't as bad no. I mean that is where I am totally ignorant to it and yeah. I mean I, I don't know whether I should have known or not that this new fuel was coming out a week or so ago and all I know was that I suddenly went to the petrol station and, and there's an E10 and an E5 and I'm thinking what on earth do I use well luckily I use the E10 um, which most people in newer cars can do nowadays can't they they can use the E10 because that's the standard fuel that's about all I know. But this is the issue, isn't it? We've we've got to educate ourselves because there isn't a source of education for us, mm -hmm. whereas schools can educate as they're going along now and universities can educate as they're going along. But, you know, for me, seeing the, seeing the teens of today, so to speak, so passionate about it and, you know, my daughter's 18 and she'll she'll go mom stop don't do that and I'll go oh, it's all right and she'll go no it's not all right for me and it's not all right for my kids and for my grandkids and they're thinking longer term whereas I think our generation to some extent and I'm excluding you from this Claire because you're that bit younger than than Joe and I's group but we were very much oh you just do what you want with life and you don't think any further than outside your own little bubble and yet we need them it was never considered i mean in geography lessons we were learning about the formation of the the rocks, rocks <laughs> and and new towns in Cumbernauld and milton Keynes and yeah. the cows in the fields in milton Keynes. Yeah. that was it we yeah. we never had climate change no the first things actually that i can remember is people saying stop using aerosols mm. You know, for your hairspray and your deodorant and your spray polish and stuff like that. That's probably the first thing that really came to my mind when I think back and think, when did people start talking about it? It's the but it CFC goes in fast, doesn't it? It goes yeah. in fast because, you know, I remember years ago we were told we got to conserve electricity, you know, and, and you shouldn't, you've got to turn everything off and you've got to use electricity as absolutely sparsely as possible. Now they're telling everybody to charge cars with electricity. But when, when was that, that that message came out about using electricity sparsely? Well, 20 years ago, 20, 30 years ago, 25 it, years um, ago. A friend of mine's mum lives by that. She won't have the telly on. 
Yeah. Won't even put lights on. Yeah. Like the real extreme of that. And she's in a late 80s or maybe 90. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Sort of much older. So she lived most yeah. of her life with that yeah. blissfully ignorant attitude. Yeah. Just live. Yeah. And then 20 years ago, uh, a marketing campaign comes out. Yeah. Uh, Smart to be in despairingly or something like that, yeah. and and she's she lives a life to the opposite extreme. Yeah, I mean, mm. all you've got to do is change your light bulbs for LED bulbs, and you can live on all time realistically. It's yeah, pennies, yeah, you know. It's, but now we're we're old. We're moving to electric cars, and actually, you know, people have just gone along with that without researching how much damage actually mining the components for the batteries and creating the batteries and then disposing of those batteries because they mm. only last 10 years mm. you know how much climate change and how much devastation that's causing and people just go along with whatever the government says or whatever the, the latest thing is without actually researching it and that's what i love about the teams because they're researching it so where has Laura learned all her information? This is what's quite interesting to me. Where's Laura learned that? Because many of the listeners will already know Laura was homeschooled. So where is she picking up that information? She's picking up that information from social media channels like YouTube yeah. and people that she follows. Mm-hmm. And and she she has a she has a sort of core group of, of social media influencers, I guess you would call them, mm-hmm. who she follows on a daily basis. And some of those people are very much into this and, and understand it. And she's also genuinely interested. Mm. It's not just that she's picking up information, she's genuinely interested. So she does go out and find the information for herself as well. Um, and I think that's the difference because kids understand what it's going to do to the planet. Yeah. I think the older you get, you sort of go, well, I'm not going to be here. And I'm, not, and I'm, yet, not, I'm not saying that's our attitude, but I think, yeah. it, you know, a proportion of the older generation's attitude is what difference it makes to me. And yet we need to look back at the difference that it's made over the years that since we were teenagers mm. to now I mean mm. you know even at the start of lockdown we saw pictures of dolphins swimming through the um, Venice rivers didn't we through the canals mm. in Venice and the phenomenal pictures that we saw of the changes just because the aeroplanes stopped flying the cars stopped driving the trains were less and it was unbelievable yeah you know the waters were all blue and not gray and muggy and all the rest of it it's because people stopped. Yeah. There was no litter. There, there was no... We all sometimes make journeys that we don't need to make. And the pandemic situation made us stop and think about all those kind of things mm. because they had an immediate impact on our daily lives. Yeah. Now, generally, leaving the lights on or what's the, something I heard on this radio this morning, it was about um, washing your clothes less regularly. Like wash your jeans once a month. I was like, what? Yeah. I, on average, my jeans are three days, and yeah, it depends if I'm I do something. The dog jumps up at me. I get mucky. I'm clumsy. I spill something on them. They, they'll get a warm once. We do. We but, do do if it's not dirty. Wash at thirty, but that's 
you're not going to stop me from washing my knickers and washing my clothes. Yeah, and... No, I just, I mean, obviously, your yeah, yeah, your undies and things. I think the example they gave was jeans and and only washing them once a month. But yeah. if if you only washed your jeans once a month, you could whistle them to to wash them. <laughs> Walk, they'd walk to the washing machine on the road. Yeah, probably. Still, so, still. I think there's more, there's more coming out in, I think, the the daily media. Like, I don't watch the news. Unless I see a story, I then go and look for it. Yeah. But the radio drips things in. So this story about, obviously, reducing, I, th- I think it's to do with this net zero carbon emissions by 2050 or whatever, but 2050 is, like, so far away. But actually, it's not. And it's, it's what, 28 years away from now? Math's not good. But it, it seems like it's so far away. And I guess when you're in your more mature years, as, as we're, we're all middle-aged, as you're moving towards being older, that it, it's, it's inevitable in a sense. It's, it's kind of like, well, what, what can we do? And even more so when you come in with with something like that information you've got from watching that program, mm. that it's actually five corporations in the world that are responsible for eighty percent of yeah. the carbon. I don't know if the figure was five, and I'm not sure the figure well, was eighty percent. They were. They were it's, it's, yeah. it's the very few that are yeah. responsible for the majority. The mm. Yeah. And then yeah. It, so when you hear that, you, you, one attitude could be well what does it matter what I do? Because if it's not going to make that much impact or if more of the masses had the attitude, if we all did what we can, then how would that impact? But I think it's more, what could the masses do to make the few attention and do something? That's it, exactly. I think because as the masses we understand that you know we've got to try and reduce cars emissions we've got to try and do this we've got to try and do that it's almost masking the genuine problem which are these big operations yeah and it's like any news story and any political debate isn't it use deflective tactics so that you don't know what's genuinely going on and the those big global corporations, I can imagine, are hugely powerful, yeah. hugely powerful, you know, and, and I'm not going to start going into politics and everything, but it's like any news story. The only people who know the truth are the people that are there. Yeah. They tell the first lot of line of reporting what they want to know. That next line of reporting tells the next line of reporting what they want to know. And yeah. eventually it drips down into the onto the news channels or to the media and so we never ever ever get the full picture unless we witness it Mm -hmm. and it is as simple as that and particularly with governments they are very good at masking something that's going on that they actually don't want to have to deal with by creating little subversions you know people have got to put if this is true, and I have no reason to doubt that it's true that these big corporations account for so much of the damage, then people have to know that and people have to get behind making those corporations change and take that power away from them. Mm. Whether that will happen, I don't know. Maybe it will with the, with the teens and things and, and 
younger generations, maybe they will put that power into place. You know, they will claim it and make things change. I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's, we don't know the truth, do we? No, without, as we say, without knowing the truth, but it's also not knowing what's likely to happen, what could happen in our lifetime is almost what has put us in this position in the first place because nothing was known about it, was it? Yeah. Absolutely nothing. We're kind of going from a standing start into this because more and more is coming out and Greta's doing her bit, bless her. She probably feels like one in a gazillion people at the minute, but... I think she is. <sighs> well, she really is, isn't she? She oh. is. So, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. What can we do? I just well, don't I know. I think we all have to do our own little bit, you know, and it's a difficult one, isn't it? You two know I'm about to buy a new car and it's a hybrid. But it has got a battery, you know? Yeah. Yet, I, at this moment, would not have an electric car that had to be charged. It's a self-charging. This one's a self-charging. You know, it's like new houses, I believe, now have to be built with solar panels. Oh, do they? As the, so it might not be have to, but there's a massive movement on Guidance. new builds having solar panels and things. Wow. I don't know if this, I don't know how like the regulation is um you know the builder that built my house two and a half years ago is now building a, a new plot with a few more houses on it. i think he's got 10 on the next one and they're all having solar panels because i read something about new houses have to have that i've got a client who or we've got a client joe who um is now installing battery packs into houses with solar panels because mm. actually your solar energy is only available as it's being created to a solar panel, which is through the day when most people are out and at work. Yeah. So you're still, unless you're on one of the very early deals where the government actually paid you for the electricity. Now, if you have solar panels, those tariffs aren't available. Mm. So your yes, your your unused energy goes back into the grid, and then you buy it back. <laughs> I mean it's minimal though isn't it it's yeah. absolutely minimal so one of our clients now is installing battery packs into homes so that if you're creating solar energy through the day that you're not using it goes into your battery pack and then you can use that at night which makes a lot more sense which makes a lot more sense yeah you know again solar energy to have your solar panels installed is tens of thousands of pounds Mm. how it's it's not you're not going to get that back in a few no. years time no so there's all these incentives and and different ways of doing it and and obviously anybody who's got the money to install solar and batteries please do so because you know you're saving your your household's carbon footprint massively massively but it's not the money saving spin that the government gave it a few years ago mm. because actually if you've got solar panels you're still going to be buying an awful lot of energy from the grid at peak time yeah when it's at its most expensive because that's yeah. when everybody's using it when you're in mm. so there's you know what annoys me are these incentives like don't use 
and don't use electricity. Everybody buy a diesel car. Now it's, we can't drive diesel cars. They're the worst thing in the world. You've got to have an electric car. Yeah. Actually, you're going to use more electricity, which we were told a few years ago that we shouldn't be using. And actually, they've got to mine these raw materials, which causes a huge amount of damage to the earth, etc. And it just, it blows my mind that they move the goalposts so often. And so quickly. Yeah, there must be facts and figures around this. But we don't... Okay, I think that was Joe's dog. Maya having a really strong opinion on that subject. I think Maya's the politics and the governance and the governments that run the countries and charge taxes and have to facilitate things. The narrative is going to change every four, two, four, ten years because they're different people in charge. We're going to get more scientific data. We're going to get more experience. We're going to get different stories of something like, like you go back 30, 40 years, it was fashionable to smoke. Now, whoa, you're a smoker? Because we, we now know more about the health impact of that, but it's still your individual choice whether you do it or not. Think energy. I mean, in my mind, we are an island. We're surrounded by water. Why aren't we using more wave power? Why? Probably because it's so expensive to install the infrastructure and the facilities to collect the energy created by those waves. That's probably the answer why we don't. Windmills. I think the windmills are quite elegant, really. I wouldn't want them everywhere because then you wouldn't be able to see the hills and the nature and the buildings and all the things that we have surrounded us. But I think they're quite elegant and the amount of energy they must generate from the wind that nature gives us and brings us. We're not damaging nature by collecting the wind generated energy. So it, it, is, it comes down to money. That's one, yeah, of, I mean, one of Claire's now is, is in agreement with that opinion. It's because they're younger. <laughs> We're now just waiting for Iris to chirp up, and, and she, I'm sure she's got an opinion on it as well. But I, I think it, we obviously learn more as time goes on. We get more data, we get more research, we get more figures, we get different thoughts on things. But it's got to come down to cost. How much does it cost to... Like for us individually, how much does it cost me to get solar panels so I can create some of my own energy? And then how much does it cost to create the batteries that I'd need to save the energy so I can use it at night when I'm actually need it? Obviously, then we've got the, the issue of the battery creation yeah. and disposal. And... and how much does it cost to, to put these windmills up that we see on parts of fields or offshore on uh, off, off the coast? of? Yeah, I've got plenty near me. But, yeah, but with, but how, how, how much does it cost to put them in? So if you're looking at that from a business point of view, how much does it cost and when are you going to get a return on your investment? Then you put in the environmental impact. If we're creating the energy that we need as people, because everything's electronic now, it didn't used to be. Used, everything was manually created. You pedal cars and things like that. And going way back when and... Oh, I'm seeing Flintstones in my head, sorry. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, but as a as a, a a people evolving, we need more energy to power the tools and technologies and lifestyles that we live. It's like the 
that something to do with the energy prices and there being a reduction in the gases is going to put problems getting meat on the shelves. And I didn't understand that until this weekend. Yeah. What's, what's the lack of gas got to do with me getting pork or chicken? And apparently it's to do with what's uh, the CO2 gases that are created or needed to produce that meat and to package it. My answer yesterday when I didn't know the bit about the production of the meat was change the packaging then. Use different packaging. But it's not as simple as that because it's a multifaceted problem, I now know. So that was new education. But in three months' time, there'll be a different problem and a different solution for it. So it's, it's constantly moving. It's what all, the only thing I, I agree with you 100%, and education and new knowledge is massive in this across the decades, massive. What concerns me is why certain things are chosen to be masked, like batteries linked to electric cars. Mm. Why government are choosing to push that as an agenda when actually the big picture is worse. And it's, part to me goes, is it because the government's only in power for so long? Is it because the governments of the world have decided that, that this is what they're gonna do? I don't understand enough. And, and to be honest, whilst I would love to understand it, I'm probably never going to go out there and research it enough to understand mm. it. Yeah. You know? Um, I think by the time you have, goalposts will have moved again. This, this is it, isn't it? I just... If there was some transparency, but I don't think we're ever going to get transparency. But... So I don't know that we've actually got... Well, we certainly don't have the answer, do we? Because we no. just do not have the education. We don't know what we should and shouldn't be doing. No. I'm not even sure who who or what to believe because there are so many conspiracy no. theories. If you fall on the right wrong piece of information, you could end up believing something that's completely incorrect. The it's world's big... flat. Correct? The world's flat. <laughs> I'll Which believe that. Was which was put out there once upon a time and people believed the world was flat. And if it's not, why don't people fall off the edge? Exactly. Yes. <laughs> anyway, anyway. Anyway, so we've talked about something a little bit different to normal today. Climate change, energies, gases, environment, all these natural disasters that are happening. Are they happening more frequently because of what we are doing as a people of the world and the thing the impact that we have there's an argument that we could be because when we were in a global pandemic people were using less materials we were doing less things you could see clearer skies clearer waters you could see more animals and things like that so maybe we might be a little bit more aware now of the impacts that individually we have on our environment because what we saw last year but is it the big corporations that could do more to help generally improve things overall? Do we need to learn and educate ourselves more? Yes, we do. But once we've, we've just touched on it a minute ago, by the time you've learned it and understood it properly, it's changed and things have moved on. So what's our, our message, I guess, is do what you can, do what you're comfortable with, be as aware as you want to be, but maybe just take a little bit of consideration of the impacts that you personally have on the world that you can control. That's about all you can do. For future generations. And I tell you what, if you've got anything similar to what we've talked through today, 
or anything that you may think is controversial or something that you may have answers to that we might not, then now is your opportunity to get your voice out here because we are running a competition throughout October on the Raspberry Tea Pod Chat Facebook page. I've done it! I've actually said it in one of <laughs> Raspberry Tea Pod Chat Facebook page. We're running a competition during October. Please comment with a topic that you would love us to talk about because what we're doing is bringing in three guest speakers to replace one of us each week over three weeks so one of us is going to be booted off we don't know who it's going to be we don't know who is going to come on with us yet but we will choose so let us know what you want to talk about let us know if you have any controversies if you know what's masking all these things that we actually need to know about how exciting could that be and in the meantime, it's time for a brew. Bye. Bye.